I'm saying. I've, I've had some bad diarrhea in my days. I'm only the shit in front of another person, like, twice as an adult. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Talent Podcast, brought to you by us over at adzhorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is no one. I am once again alone in the studio. But luckily, sitting next to me in cyberspace is someone else whose life is utter fake. It's Mark. That's me. I really thought you were going to go with <laughs> someone else who's fast, cheap, and average. I was thinking about that, too. That was on my list also. I, you know what, Mark? I, I kind of screwed myself because I go with the less obvious choice these days so I don't replicate whatever Jake <laughs> uses as a quote to intro himself, but he's not even here this week. Jake, Mark, where's Jake? Uh, work something. I don't know. Unexcused absence. Yeah, unexcused absence. Nonsense. Nonsense. He, but he I'm mumbled here, into, his, into his breast pocket and then ran away, and I said we wouldn't <laughs> see him for like a week. <laughs> but you and I are going to hold down the fort, and you know what? I think we're going to be better for it. I mean, yeah. You why yeah. not? I you put me on the spot, I didn't have a response. We're off to a <laughs> flying start. I'm trying to pour beer for, over here. Stop distracting me. For those of you unfamiliar with our crackjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week we watched 2019's maybe question mark one slash cut of the dead 2017 uh, slash 2018. Slash 2019. Yeah. It became widely available to view in 2019. L- yeah. Uh, my lovely wife and I got into a long conversation about this of whether or not we should call it a 2017 movie, a 2018 movie, or a 2019 movie. <laughs> it was on my list if of you want, best movies of best horror movies of 2019. So. I, I think this movie is record breaking in one way, which is that this, I believe, is the longest uh, premiere date list on IMDb that I've ever seen. Nice. L- nice. Listener, go to IMDb, go to One Cut of the Dead, click on the release date thing, and just scroll for like days. <laughs> and this was a Mark pick, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. Very nice. I got it right for once. Uh, in a um, very strange <laughs> turn of events, it was either this or Eraserhead, and you guys picked this one. <laughs> yeah, it was a, look, it was a weird turn of events. And uh, hey, we'll dive into all that real soon, including One Cut of the Dead. And when we do, we're going to spoil the nonsense out of it. And I'll say for this one, more so than most, that really matters. And look, a little bit of light rating spoilers. We all really like this movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, I would recommend that you just go watch it instead of listening to our whole thing because we are going to spoil it. And I think it's worth going in unspoiled if you can. This, um, yeah, I would. This that. is one of the most you need to go in blind movies we've ever talked about. If you at all can. Although there's something to watch again the second time. But we'll dive all the way into that real soon. Fair warning on the spoilers. And hey, if you like what we do and want to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash A to Z horror, A-T-O-Z horror, and support the show at your level of choosing. Uh, get some cool perks for your troubles, like some stickers or voting on who loses beers for fears, or at the uh, highest level, an extra bonus cast. I think it's going to start coming out more regularly because I'm no longer in charge of editing it. So that's a benefit for the patrons right there. Um, But hey, if you can't swing that now, no worries. We just appreciate you being here and hanging out with us. But for now, it's time to do the getting drunk part. So in that score, let's do Beers for Fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. Your movie selection. Why don't you go first in Beers for Fears? Sure. I I bent to the whim of you and Jake this week, um, and I am only drinking a single beer. So I have a 90-minute Imperial IPA by Dogfish Head. This movie is 90 minutes long, but here's the important part. I'm drinking it out of three distinct 
glasses, <laughs> right? Because of the three distinct acts of this movie. Exactly. So I got a I got a taster cup, I got a mason jar, and I got one of these fancy schmancy uh, tulip glasses or snifters or whatever the hell you'd call that thing. That one's definitely a snifter. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's like not too tulip, big to be a snifter. It's a big snifter. <laughs> yes, a big sniff, a big a big fur. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think the sniff part of snifter means small. Uh, a sniv bigter. It's a bifter. I'm trying over I'm here. I'm drinking out of a bifter. <laughs> Mark, not bad, not bad, and I like your your choice of vessel there. I also am drinking one beer here. I got it in a little mini growler, so I just have the the glass. But I am drinking. A lovely American lager. I think this is meant to be the, like, sessionable, just cruise through them lagers from the Deschutes Company. I'm drinking Deschutes, D-A-S-H-O-O-T-Z. It's their American lager, and uh, those are two words. I'm drinking it because this movie is all about the shoots. Mark, this is a movie about filmmaking and and shoots. (laughs) I really thought you were going to go with the guy who got the shoots from heaven, the the hard water. (laughs) Also that. Look, it works on a few different levels. (laughs) Okay. So cool. I'm drinking a Deschutes, <laughs> yeah, oh, well, a little half growler of Deschutes, uh, because because of this movie, it's about the shoots. Yeah, um, they are shooting. So. Yes, they are. But look, that really <laughs> doesn't matter because Jake's going to lose. So, uh, you know, we always put him up there as an option, and it gets closer and closer every time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think like it would be a first picks. if someone lost to a did not participate. No, that definitely wouldn't be a first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, drinking beer and watching One Cut of the Dead isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We've also experienced some other shit in the horror world. And hey, uh, full disclosure, it's been more than a week because we had the horror release roundup last week. Mark, do you want to go first or second? I've actually got a bunch this time around. Ooh, okay. I always go last, so I'll go first this time. Okay. Uh, I watched one last night, as a matter of fact, uh, in my effort to fulfill my New Year's resolution. I watched Friday the 13th Part 4. Um, nice. Quick shout out to Amazon Prime. They have almost all of the Friday the 13th movies available. <laughs> they like don't have one or five, and I don't think they have ten. They don't have Jason X. I don't know. I'm working my way through. Um, Fry's Day the 13th? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, in any case, this one was out there, and it was next on my list, so I threw it on. It's like a nice tight 140. Uh, I guess I should say hour 40. I was uh, going to say, that's not tight at all. <laughs> it's a nice tight. It's two hours, two and, hours 20 and 20 minutes, minutes. long. <laughs> uh, no, it's an hour 40. Uh, it kind of gets back to, I, I feel like this one feels most like the first movie of the first four. Now, granted, I I really have only seen it once, but um, I don't know. The third one kind of put a weird taste in my mouth where they were just fully leaning on to just zany nincompoopery of like yep. harpoon guns and crazy shit happening. And this one kind of got back to just like kids camping and they they mix up the plot a little bit. There's a kid now and the kid fights Jason, but I have seen four, but it's been a long time. And it was during this era when I was like what a, a tween and we're just watching all these old horror movies. So anything like I remember one, two and three pretty distinctly, but anything beyond that until H2, not e- not even H2O, because that's a different <laughs> different series altogether. But they all just kind of blend together until, like, the, the modern era of yeah. Fridays the 13th. Certainly. So, But, I mean, you can pretty easily contrast this one and 3 just by watching their opening credits, where 3 has this, like, totally zany intro music that you played on the episode two weeks I ago. I sure did. Uh, yeah. This one has, like, this weird sort of minimalist, almost reminiscent of, like, this classic... And this one is uh, like three, Jason Voorhees, as we've come to know him, hockey masked out. Oh, yeah. Now he's full on hockey mask, and he's just on a killing spree. Uh, This is 
s- subtitled the la- the final chapter or something like that, something close to that. <laughs> uh, which bit of a misnomer. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. No, there's only going to be eleven more movies after that, so oh, it's pretty close. I, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways, that was Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, the final chapter. Um, give it a watch. Whatever. I was I I had never seen it before, and I was happy that I took the dive. Uh, next like up, another Amazon Prime movie, The Prodigy. Uh, this one had been oh. not near the top of my list, but I had been intrigued by it uh, from last year. I think it came out relatively early in the year, like March maybe, 2019. And now yeah. it's free and just out there for anyone who's curious. Uh, this is sort of as close to a possession movie as you can get without actually being a possession movie with like demons and priests and stuff. But... Um, I mean, yeah, it's kind of ha- exactly halfway between a possession movie and a haunted house movie. It didn't look great based on just the trailers. It looked pretty middle of the road kind of stuff. It's not the worst popcorn horror that came out last year. I sure. Mean, it's okay. very clearly, well, I mean, it, it hits the beats of your typical like triple A horror movie that came yeah. out in theaters and was just gaming for having some teens go and make out in the back of the theater while the, the movie curse was of la llorona came out last year so yeah la llorona I certainly was hope significantly isn't. worse than this movie that said <laughs> i mean it is relatively predictable i will give it some points it's a pretty original like narrative not not totally out of nowhere but you don't see this a lot i would say as I understand it, just based on the name, and I remember the trailer from when we did HRR, or at least a little bit. This is like, what, parents have a kid who's like a, a I don't know, eight-year-old or something, and he's really, really good at shit, but then the source of his being really good at shit might be evil. Yeah, he's scarily precocious. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good non-spoilery way of getting into it. I will say the the opening, I don't know if it's exactly the opening line, but I think it is literally the first words muttered in this movie are... He took my hand, which is almost <laughs> exactly a shot-for-shot shot steal from Sin City. I don't know nice. if they were like trying to reference Sin City or not, but it was it, it's eerily similar to that scene. Wow! Yeah, nice. Which was a weird and that way was to set the tone. Overall, would you recommend it to a guy like myself? Um, yeah, you know, I actually don't have a good gauge on where you or Jake fall on how much you like just sort of the AAA blockbuster horror i love it more than jake does i think well yeah jake's a hipster um (laughs) yeah i mean slow night you're falling asleep i don't think you need to like take notes or pay too close attention you can throw it on and see what it gives you it's a good drunk watch is what i'm getting from you. yeah good drunk watch okay certainly better than girl on the third floor this was the prodigy well god uh this was the prodigy and you watch it on amazon prime is that right that is correct lastly uh this is a slightly older one i watched await further instructions on netflix which is one that has been teasing me as a recommended to me horror movie on netflix for i don't know six months now does this ring in any bells for you not at all no instructions um i went in blind i actually think one of our sounds like phone booth (laughs) kind of yeah um one of, I believe one of our super fans recommended that we watch this a while ago on our either Patreon or Instagram or something. Listener, you should subscribe. Um, and said that if we do watch this, go in completely blind and don't read anything about it. I might just be making that up, but um, I did follow that either real or made up interaction. <laughs> so I went in blind. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm glad I did. This is a weird movie. But okay. it's good. I, I, of these three, uh, of the three, I think I'd like to wait further instructions the most. Okay, so before you say anything else, would you recommend that I watch this without knowing anything else about it? 
Yes. Okay. Is there anything you'd like to tell me broad strokes about it, or will that fuck up that whole experience? I, I, I can try and dance around a little bit. It's about a British family getting together for the holidays, and chaos ensues. Okay. Okay, this is called Await Further Instructions on Netflix? Yes. Yes, it is. Nice. And it either came out in 2018 or 2019 or, I don't know, 2020. We'll see. Who Nobody knows. knows. It hasn't it's come out yet, believe say. it or not. <laughs> Mark got an advanced screener. Yeah, so uh, that one, it's good. I recommend it. It's a bit peculiar. Okay. Uh, but I, I, I don't want to have too much of a conversation about it because it sounds like Jack's going to watch it. We can bring it up at a future date. I do plan on watching it. Yep. Cool. There you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Jack, you're Solid. Turn. All right, buddy. So I have one movie I want to talk about. Uh, One thing I want to get to before that movie, I'm going to mention this here. I for sure don't want to talk about it in earnest because I know Jake will have a lot to say about this, but I started Kentucky Route Zero from the beginning (laughs) over again. Um, This was a game that, what, in 20 fucking 12 12 or whenever the hell this came out originally? Either 11 or 12, yeah. Jake convinced me to like get the maximum level of Kickstarter, not the maximum level, but like the level of Kickstarter that gets you the whole game. <laughs> anyway, Jack's at, in the game now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, at that point it was like we're looking for like fifteen thousand dollars to make this game in the next five months, and I was like, cool, yeah, I'll kick you my thirty bones or whatever. It cut to thirteen years later or something, like eight years later, they finally <laughs> released the last bit of it. I know years, Mark. It's fine. Uh, what I'm saying is. This mo- this game's been a long fucking time coming. I loved Chapter 1. Really, really fucking cool. Uh, kind of fell off in Parts 2 and 3 for me, and then I didn't make it through Part 4. Uh, but I don't want to talk too much about all that, because I know Jake's going to want to talk about it next week. He's much more into it than I am, so I'm going to table that one. So movie-wise, I watched a film called The Marshes. Mark, have you heard at all about this? Uh, the Martian? By Andy the Marshes. Weir? Marshes. The Marshes. Uh, like Brad wetlands Marchand? and such. Nope, not the Marshand. Uh, no, I am unfamiliar with this title. Uh, this is about a bunch of Jan Brady clones or Jan Brady sister clones running around. No, uh, I was trying to do a joke there and I fucked it up. This <laughs> Marcia, is an Australian Marcia, horror Marcia. movie. This is an Australian horror movie. It's uh, a little bit people getting fucked with in the woods movie. It's a little bit monster. It's a little bit supernatural. It's uh, um, this like just come out maybe yes, in, like November. I don't. I think it's. It says twenty. It says it's a twenty twenty movie on Shutter. I watched it on Shutter. Oh. Um, and at least Shutter. Yes, it came out in January. Clearly, yeah. clearly, my memory of HRR is just as good as yours. Uh, so this is the way I would describe it is it's like that movie in the tall grass but not as competently made (laughs) okay (laughs) Um, it certainly wasn't a bad movie but I didn't love it uh, it's it's worth watching if you like that kind of Australian people getting fucked with in the woods movie especially if you're into that stuff that's less on the extreme side this is definitely a lot less extremist than a lot of Australian horror um, and there's a part where all the Australian people call someone, they, they say swag man, but they say like swagman. And <laughs> I like that very much. It's the swagman. Uh, so th- that's excellent. Um, but this is a, it's a pretty decent little movie. I, I don't know. Don't go out of your way to watch it, but definitely check it out. Especially if you like the kind of like in the tall grass kind of vibe. Um, they, pretty good with it, with a little bit more monstery stuff. So, so pretty decent little flick there. It's available on shutter. It's called the marshes. Jack. Yes, buddy. The movie's tagline was "Science ends and survival begins." Does that yep. uh, does that ring true for what the movie actually is? Yeah, yeah. So there's some. Uh, 
I, I'm glad you brought that up, Mark, because there is way more, like, House MD following something, like, down to its bad CG cellular level than there needs to be in this movie. None of it works. Which is literally anything stinks. more than zero. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're watching an episode of House MD and it's 2008. <laughs> and yeah. neither of those things were true when I was watching it, so. Well, seeing as this movie uh, came out 12 years after that, I doubt there's much overlap. <laughs> not, a, not a whole lot. Uh, but it, it's a decent little flick. Not, not fantastic. I watched also three different TV shows in the horror world. I'll mention The Outsider again. Remains awesome. Honestly, the show just keeps getting better. Um, I have seen the I, first episode. Okay. I... I I don't want to say it like finds its legs because I think it had a pretty definitive tone in the first episode, but holy shit, it just keeps getting better. Its tone I was darkness that. in the first episode, yeah, and like kind of noir mystery. It it, it yeah. gets better. It's the I, the tone just keeps getting better. I I ended um, up falling asleep at the tail end of the episode. I missed like the last ten minutes or so, uh, so I went back the next morning and just rewound back through the episode. And as it, well, I fast forwarded from the beginning of the episode. And the one yeah. thing I noticed because HBO does that thing where it kind of shows you like the snippets. As you're right. going through, literally every single frame that it paused on was just a person against a black background. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's yeah. no light in that show. Yeah, At no, it's, it's episode. definitely like it's it's yeah, not a super high paced action packed show. It's it's really 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 just about vibe and feel. Yeah, um, I think it succeeds in that. But I also watched. I want to talk about The Witcher here, the Netflix show. Okay, I think there's a lot of horror elements to it. I'm not going to say it's just a horror show, but there are a, a lot of horror elements to it. I've never played those games, but I mean, there are... Or books. Or I've never read the books either. I'm thinking about starting the books. It's definitely more fantasy than horror. Yeah, but it but is... there's also a is, lot of horror. Uh, yeah, it's a series about hunting down vampires and werewolves and dragons and gargoyles and all this other shit. And, like, witches and Nordic yeah. folklore, all that kind of stuff. Germanic folklore, like, all that shit. And it's, so that's... <laughs> That's all really prevalent in the book. It's essentially, what was the name of that? The Headhunter. It's basically The Headhunter. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. a lot of that's that same kind of lore. It's also, I, I don't love the show, but I I enjoyed watching every single episode of the show. I will say the action choreography in the show is unbelievably great. I love the action choreography. Also, Henry Cavill can fucking get it. Yeah, he's oh, a Holy dreamboat. shit. I'll just, I'll watch him do anything. Oh my God. Wait, hold on. You'd watch Superman? I've seen Superman. <laughs> okay. Would you watch it again? <laughs> nope. Okay. I'll just watch The Witcher again. There you go. He's at least in a bathtub in The Witcher. You never see his dong. Complain about The Witcher. You never see his dong. Don't like that. I'm going to let that rest for a moment. <laughs> just just get that in the clear, just if let you it would, breathe. please. But I do, I mean, if you're at all interested in this, I definitely re recommend checking it out. If the first episode doesn't grab you, don't watch the rest of them. They're all the same. Um, but okay. it's, uh, I think it's worth watching. I think I was pretty good. Then I watched, uh, two and a half episodes of Dracula on Netflix. Jesus. This is, I have a quick, just quick, I'm going to butt in here. Did you okay. finish any content? <laughs> yeah, I finished, uh, the, oh, the, Marshes. the Witcher you, you and the Marshes okay. and Kentucky Route Zero. Okay. I was, I was talking about my experience going through that, that game came out over 11 years or whatever the fuck so like yes uh but i got you uh the first episode so this is a three episode like mini series uh it's the stephen moffat show on netflix um it's the first episode i liked quite a little bit 
uh, it's it's a Stephen Moffat show. So if you like like Doctor Who and Sherlock and all the stuff that Stephen Moffat did, you'll you'll probably like the first episode of it. It's it's quippy. It's not melodramatic like Jake predicted it would be, and I told him he'd be wrong about. It. He was wrong about that. Um, also, right. there's a good amount of callbacks to the original to to Bela Lugosi's Dracula. There's a I do not drink vine like there's there's a there's a lot of good that kind of shit in there but like played for humor and played winkingly it's pretty good episode two is worse than episode one and a lot less fun and i could not make it through episode three uh each <laughs> one's like between an hour and 15 and an hour and a half Oof. um and I, i'd say watch the first one if you liked it stop there consider that a movie uh episode it, 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 two and three get a little bit unbearable for me uh but i did like the first one very much huh okay Good to know. Has Stephen Moffat ever done anything with the Muppets? No. Well, that's a shame. As far as I'm aware, and I know a lot about the Muppets. Uh, anything else you got, Jack? That's it. That's all I got. Cool. Feature presentation? Let's do it. Let's go to ratings. Over at ADCHorde.com this week, we watched, I'm going to say 2019, so I'm going to say 20, I'm just going to call it 2019's One Cut of the Dead. I'm cool with that. Now, Mark, you picked this movie. Yes, I did. Explain why. Um, A little bit of recency bias when I had picked it. I had watched it maybe a month earlier. We just, we picked this on the Omnibus and we had just finished talking about how much we wanted to discuss this as a full length review. Uh, did, it, th- did this crack your list of top three movies no, of No, this was my number four. I oh, wow. Just barely. Um, but I did give it best cinematography, and we kept wanting to like get into discussing it and then not wanting to spoil it for people who hadn't seen it yet since it wasn't necessarily the topic of the that episode. Um, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I split up my things between I, the la- like I said, the last slot on my roster that I was going to pick was either going to be um, another older movie that was like weird that I hadn't seen yet, which was going to be Eraserhead, um, uh, or this, which was like nice. a new fun movie, and you guys picked new fun instead of old and weird. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that's that's pretty solid. And look, I'm super happy to talk about it because this movie, uh, there's a lot to talk about with this movie. Yeah, it's pretty fucking wild, especially now that we're past the spoiler warning. This is one that I saw, I think like a month before it came out on Shutter. I saw through means that I'm not going to describe beyond that. Um, and uh, we'll just go from there. Then I saw it again on Shudder, and I loved it both times. How'd you hear about this before it was out? There was a lot of buzz about this movie around, like, August, late July of 2019. I don't remember exactly where I heard about it, but I do remember seeing three or four different articles about, like, this is a zombie movie unlike any zombie movie you've seen before and so i got interested in that um i saw that it was coming out on shutter so i tried to watch it then it wasn't out on shutter so i and but it was one of those situations where like i already had it in my mind i'd already like summoned up the muster to watch this new horror movie this new particular one so it was like i wasn't gonna let the fact that it wasn't on shutter in for another 18 days stop me so i did other things to watch it you summoned up a muster the muster. Okay. Is that it? Okay. Fair enough. I'll let it... Sounds good. Mustered up the courage. Summoned up the muster. I think both of those are true. So let's get into our award-winning segment. <laughs> what in the... Nope. 
Uh, let's not, Mark, because this was your pick. Oh. You were trying to skirt by. You almost tricked me, too. It's it's hard <laughs> when Jake's not around because I'm very trickable. So that's a little bit rough. Jack, you I already did the 30-second plot synopsis. We already got it in the can. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Then let's move on. No, Mark, there is, you have to give us a 30-second <laughs> plot synopsis, and I don't envy you that task for this particular film. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. We open with a 30-ish, 35-minute-long, uh, single-cut zombie movie that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. The actors pause for long periods of time, and there's, like, awkward silences and shit. Things are clearly atypical. Then, hard cut to uh, this movie studio. They're pitching the idea to a director who was the director from the original one-cut movie who is trying to make a movie uh, that is a single-cut zombie film. We're introduced to a bunch of background characters, his wife, his daughter, a bunch of other characters. And in the third segment, they actually see them making the one-cut movie and all of the hijinks that go on and all the shit that goes wrong uh time have to uh, adapt and make the movie so you see all of like the weird shit that was weird in the first 30 minutes is explained in the last 30 minutes and it's fun it's so fucking fun yeah there are three distinct acts to yes. this movie so you have and it's gonna be it's gonna get confusing especially because we're not gonna say any of the characters names <laughs> i don't know a single character's name in this yeah I, so I, I don't know if we've said this yet it's a japanese movie obviously they all have japanese names um i'm not gonna attempt <laughs> the director i would is attempt about if as I, close I didn't as i'll get I didn't write any of them down either. Like it's, it, they also don't say a lot of character names in it. I think they say the lead actress's name in the movie within the movie a few times, and they say the director's name, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, I mean, in any case, we have the film within the film, which is called One Cut of the Dead. Right. Also confusing. Also very confusing. And then we have the the outer film. There's it's like a hard cut to one month earlier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess sorry, I forgot to I neglected the timeline. Um Right. So so you see you see this like seemingly one shot zombie flick, but it's like a also making of a zombie, like behind the scenes of a zombie movie where zombies attack. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So the movie, one cut of the dead, comprises another movie that they're making called one cut of the dead and then within <laughs> the movie within the movie they are shooting a movie about a zombie crisis and the cast is cast and crew are attacked by zombies yes yeah and then it cuts to one month earlier we see the director of several different one cuts of the dead <laughs> one ooh, one's cut of the dead one's cut of the dead uh let's say several's cut of the dead okay um and then he's like doing his thing he's directing like commercials and workout videos i think yeah they're yeah exactly he's i don't know what the hell he's directing on the rooftop at the first part where the dude's just like crying for the first time in his life what that's supposed to be but i'm gonna guess that it's some type of like xanax commercial yeah, it's also one of those like cultural things where Japanese commercials are so inconceivably different than commercials <laughs> we have on here that like who knows what goes on. It's a valid point. And, so, and then th- that then transitions to a like double behind the scenes shot of making of the first segment of the movie, which is two different several's cut of the dead. Well, so after yeah, he's shooting his his commercials or whatever. Then he's approached by this production duo that's that's starting a twenty four hour zombie channel, and some of the original content they want is a single cut, thirty minute long zombie show. Uh, right, that they'll do once live about the making the of a zombie live. movie where zombies attack, 
And they want that to broadcast live. And they want it to broadcast <laughs> live. And he goes, gulp, okay. Uh, and then the third act is them actually executing, but then n- two of the stars get into a car crash and another star drinks hard water, which leaves him exposed to, to gastrointestinal distress. Another what star drinks a, a not even a star. Another character drinks a shockingly little amount of sake and gets obliterated. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, essentially, the joke in the first part of the movie is how weird the thing that they produced was, and then the joke in this third part of the movie is the audience learning why all of the weird things were happening in the first part of the movie. Right, and all that's right. my thirty-second plot synopsis. How'd I do? You did great, Mark. It was only three and a half minutes. <laughs> it's a toughie. It is. Look, I said I don't envy you that task. This is one of the harder ones. Uh, yeah. I mean, whatever. I think I did okay. You did great. I'm it just saying. took me ten times longer than I was actually given, but that's fine. <laughs> um, let's talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits into. Uh, and and look, I mean, ob- the obvious one is zombie, right? But it's not even really a zombie movie because there's no actual zombies in it. Valid. The other uh, obvious one is found footage. Yep, and I think it is a found footage movie, but there is some non-found footage in it, but that's okay. The second and part then, is non-found footage. The first and third are found footage. Correct. And found footage being used very loosely, just sort of yes. handheld camera, first-person type view. Right, right, right. Uh, we also have a category, I think that's called meta, and if this doesn't fit into that, I don't know what the fuck else does. I don't know why we created that category. Is that actually a category? Hold on, factoter. I should have opened this. <laughs> stop stop quizzing me. <laughs> uh, well, so, Jack, we have something that says meta. It's under, it's a subcategory of a subgenre. <laughs> oh, God. Ghost slash haunted house, subpoint B, haunted house, comma, meta. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you have any idea which movie we made that cast sub, sub, subcategory <laughs> no, for? No idea. Okay. Oh well, meta should God. just be its whole own sub, its whole, its whole own subgenre, sub, subgenre, because if this isn't. A meta movie. I don't know what the fuck is. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever we put Cabin in the Woods. Maybe that was Cabin in the Woods. It might have been Cabin in the Woods. But then why Haunted House? Because it's that Haunted House, kind of. Okay. It's, it is a meta Haunted House. You know what, Mark? I think you reverse engineered that pretty well. <laughs> yeah, boom. Nailed it. <laughs> okay, meta is now on our list. Good. This is a meta movie. This is this is the meta movie. <laughs> it's certainly a meta movie. Yes, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, we've uh, exhausted the subcategories, unless you want to throw on foreign, which this is also foreign. Boom, foreign. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, good. Okay, there you go. We got it. We digested it. It's Probably independent. Sure. Well, my understanding, I do this every week where I read a single bullet point of IMDb trivia page, and then I just assume it's gospel. Uh, <laughs> my understanding is that this was like the end product of an acting workshop. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm not even sure they like really actually intended this to happen, and then it just kind of happened, and they were like, eh, "Holy shit!" If that's true, that's unbelievable. This feels like the kind of movie you need like a clear, consistent direction from start to finish to actually successfully make. So that's shocking if that's the case. I mean, I was trying to figure out what else these people had been in, um, particularly the director, and he has other credits to his name, but they're not like. There's a lot of shorts. There's stuff that came after it. <laughs> yeah. But- I mean, I mean, I don't. I, I would kind of buy that because most of these people do not have IMDb profiles more than just they were in this movie and like a commercial for something. Yeah. Well, let's let's jump into this fucking movie, Mark. What does this movie do right? 
Okay, I don't know where to start. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot, a lot of things. I, let, since we're we've already kind of belabored this point, but I, it's probably the first, the number one with the bullet point. I said this on the omnibus. I think it's kind of fuzzy, but I'm pretty sure I said that the genius of this movie is that it plays a joke on the viewer and then explains the joke to the viewer in the second half. It's I like would, a Penn and Teller magic show, right? Yes, that's yes, exactly. You watch it and you're like, I don't understand what just happened, and then they explain it to you. You're like, Ah, that's amazing! I can do magic now. Yeah, um, yeah. And but in a way, like it's it's the it's the best prank that's ever been played on me. I, I went in totally blind. You and Jake had both seen it already and told me that I should watch it. I was kind of tired. I was like, Okay, I just kind of want a good movie. Nothing that's gonna be too you know, thought intensive or bad. I'm just going to throw this on. And I watched the first 30 minutes and then the credits rolled. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I, I almost turned it off and I was going to rail on it when we had our next conversation. I was like, one cut of the day was fucking stupid and I hated it. <laughs> Screw you guys. And then like the movie keeps going. And the second part of the movie, like the, the corporate part is kind of boring and dumb. Um, it is boring and dumb. Yep. There's something magical about watching all of the shit in the background happen that totally just like clicks in your brain and makes the initial like suffering of the first 30 minutes worthwhile. Oh my God. And it's so smart. Cause it's even stuff you wouldn't even think to remember, but then when they explain what it happens, you remember watching it and being confused by it precisely. I don't know how they did that. They like made me smarter than I am smart enough to remember specific details that I otherwise wouldn't have remembered. So part of what they do that I think is really interesting. And I didn't really notice it as much on my first watch as much as I noticed it on this one. I guess I've only seen this twice. You've only seen this, what, three times now? Two times? Three times. Yeah. yeah. Um, is during the third segment when they're actually shooting the thing live and you're seeing all the stuff that's going wrong in the background, they keep cutting to the room full of producers that are watching the live feed back in the studio, like yeah. 100 miles away or whatever. And their reactions are similar to the reactions that you probably had in the first half. It's so smart. Yeah, so like crazy, weird, awkward shit is happening. I think it's when there's this one scene where they zoom in on the main um, actress while she just screams while two people are fighting off scene, off camera. And it's like weirdly, it's like 45 seconds of her just like screaming, running out of breath, screaming more. Um, and they cut to the producers and like the main lady's just like on her phone scrolling through, <laughs> scrolling through stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that rings true. Exactly it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, no, absolutely. And just to like pile on with that, I think, I mean, the, the this movie's strongest aspect, I think, is its conception, right? The idea here. Yes. The whole thing of like, and, and just boiled down to its core, it's we're opening this zombie channel. We want to start, we want to kick this channel off with a live look at somebody making a zombie movie. But then the viewers of this zombie channel will see the cast and crew of this movie get attacked by zombies. Like, that's a really cool idea. And then they add, like, ten layers on top of that. It's so good. And then one level beyond that... Well, now I'm getting into something else. That That is a very good point. That The concept of the movie and the execution on that otherwise wildly complicated primer-esque concept... Right. Right. is very well it's very tight yeah i, I kind of you could very easily lose that thread exactly i got kind of coherence vibes from it of like uh this this could get away from you in a fucking hurry <laughs> in a heart but you executed it well enough like you kept it tight enough and you kept me interested enough for it to work but just barely <laughs> yeah to that end i mean this movie is remarkably stupendously complex 
right? If you think about it, the we kind of talked about this earlier already as well with the movie One Cut of the Dead being about another movie called One Cut of the Dead, <laughs> about a movie that's being... <clears throat> but if you think about this for a second, in the outermost movie, the director is directing a guy who's directing himself in a movie <laughs> as a director directing. Oh my god, it's too much. <laughs> it's and then and then to 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 get one step past that, we haven't even mentioned this yet. The outro credits are so in the third section you see kind of I air quotes oh, what they're trying to do in the background. In the fourth segment, which is just the credits, <laughs> you see the actual live footage of the professional camera crew shooting the single take. They actually did do a single take for the first 35 minutes. So so is that real? Like, in real, actual, you and me, this actual life, not in movies, that first chunk of the movie is one single take? That's not... Yes. There's not clever edits in there? Uh, my understanding, there could, there is places where you could very easily slide in a clever edit. There's yes, absolutely. There's a few times absolutely. where they like, film the sky and it's just white, or they 100%. turn the camera really fast. You could slip it in there. My understanding, everywhere I've seen online, says that it's a single take. That is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, even if it isn't a single take, there are multiple, I don't know, seven or eight minute long chunks that definitely are single takes. Oh, yeah. Unquestionably. Yeah, I mean, I was going to bring this up in what the movie did right regardless when I didn't think it was actually just a single take. It's it looks like a single take. And that's a really cool achievement in filmmaking. Like it's it's. This, from a cinema, cinematographical perspective, it's really cool. Whether they use clever edits or don't, it's unbelievably impressive if they don't, but it's really cool if they do. It looks like a single take, and that's awesome. It's a really cool start to the movie. Yes. To get back to my original point, though, I think it's brilliant that they show the actual process of making that first movie over the outro credits with you already have like the actors and actresses diving out of the way of shots and stuff. But then you have like also the camera people (laughs) doing that shit. There's the one scene where they're running through the field. That's kind of like in the tall grass and the in film cameraman falls and their camera turns and the cameraman who's shooting the in film camera person. Again, you can see the complexity here. It dives out of the fucking way so that they're not in the shot that, supposedly, I don't know how any of this fucking shit works, but yeah, you get my point. They're diving out of the way of stuff. It's it's acrobatic. It's impressive. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, I love it so much. Yep. Yeah. That's, man. And, and also, like, you really do get an idea for what a good director this character is. The character of the director, who, like, has to pull this together in just a couple of months, or one month, and then do it live and have all this complexity. Like, that's, and that's, it's really good. And he seems great at his job and really nice. And I like it. And his whole mantra of fast, cheap, and average is kind of amazing when you see the what he made. That his character goes through in order to make shit happen. Like, I guess his point his, as a character is just he will deliver. It's not going right. to be like incredible, but he'll deliver. And when shit keeps getting thrown at him, they're holding their hand above the cancel button. And actually, it's his daughter that swoops in and with the rewrite to save the day. But I mean, yeah, but he, he fucking he, de- he fucking delivers. They both get it across the finish line, and the product is weird, but ultimately <laughs> to the to the boon of everyone who watches the movie. I I think it's as good. I can't imagine doing a better job with a month's notice and, like, no budget and having to do it live. Yeah. I I mean, <laughs> unrealistic, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so, I like that. I like that, like, and there's no, just from a, 
screenwriting perspective. There's no real villain to the piece. There's no. This is such a weird movie. There's no. He's the protagonist and the antagonist. Yeah, but Within there's like the there's no there's no real villain. Right. The, the villain, villain is the villain just is like time. reality. The villain is live broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's to to that end, you kind of touched on something. The I actually do really appreciate. I think it's really smart how they wrote the film within the film to be so it seems very absurd it seems very like b-level horror unnecessary complicated zombie movie it's like if there was a zombie channel presented by amc it's the kind of show they'd have on there yeah where they're talking about like blood rituals and ancient military testing sites and all this stuff but (laughs) because the because the broadcast keeps getting interrupted you get like tiny little snippets of this of like oh yeah this is the water treatment plant that the army used well what was that oh it's the wind and then you just get distracted (laughs) immediately so you get like these strange glimpses of what the movie was supposed to be (laughs) (laughs) all culminating in the final shot where they haven't referenced anything satanism based other than that there's blood on the roof where they're zooming out and the girl is standing in a in a pentacle on the roof made out of blood but outside of that like i i I don't know they inject enough absurdity into the first layer that that absurdity kind of echoes throughout the other three layers two layers i don't know how many fucking layers there are anymore so many layers man so many layers for you Uh, but it echoes throughout the other layers to make this kind of pervasive sense of humor that even if it isn't like jokes there is a performative comedy to this movie that makes it absolutely it's tough because the movie's so good, and I can't think of anything else it does like expressly right. Right? It's it's so much is dependent on the concept and the execution of that concept, and that's really all the movie is. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's a very high concept movie. That should probably take us to what the movie does middle. Yeah, okay. And along with that high concept thing, it's a brilliant concept. But you have to sit through a weird... Mark, you almost turned it off, you said, the first time you watched it. You just sit through a weird, kind of boring, not fantastic zombie movie for the first 38 minutes or however long it is. Yeah, we just talked about... I just kind of ranted about how I think it's great how absurd and weird the first part of the movie is. But it is possible, this was my first point in Does Metal, that the first 30 minutes are too weird. (laughs) There's there's things in there that like you think are explained away by, by the weird shit that's happening. But then on second watch, they're actually not like there's conversations that are happening. I'm blowing my wad for does wrong later. So maybe I should just put a pin in this, but I'm going to put a pin in this. I don't have much for does wrong. I'm going to save this for later. (laughs) Well, look, Mark, if you're right, and this truly was one take, actually one take, like in actual reality, there's too many layers to this. Then there's going to be a lot of stuff I'm sure they didn't explain because there was stuff that went wrong with the real life filming of it that they couldn't like explain away in the third act of this movie. Jack, you know what I'm realizing? What's that? There are people listening to this podcast, which means... Oh, my God, no. <laughs> there is another layer we're not talking about. Oh, shit. That's too many layers. I'm going to lose my mind. Listen, stop another... listening. I need another beer. There's so many folds. Christ. Um, and the other thing is, like, the second act, I don't love the second act of this. I don't think it's necessarily wrong. I do think it it serves the movie fine. It's necessary to establish the characters. But especially on rewatching, it's the part I I didn't want to <laughs> yeah, watch it on the second or like, okay, third viewing. It. Like, who gives a shit? I get him. Yeah, he's a director. Cool. There, you know how when you watch The Office or like Parks and Rec or whatever on Netflix, and after you watch like three episodes, it's just like, hey, do you want to skip the intro? 
<laughs> After you watch this movie once, it should pop up and be like, hey, do you just want to skip to the third act? <laughs> and yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That is a and, service. And I agree. I do think it serves your first viewing of the movie, but I don't I don't love it so much. So I'll put that in does middle. Mark, let's go to what the movie does wrong. Okay. Hit me. You uh, put a pin in something. I did put a pin Unpin in something. Unpin it. The interactions between the main three characters in the movie within the movie. I'll call it two. We should do this. One cut of the dead is the film we watched. Two cuts of the dead is the movie they were making in the movie. Three cuts of the dead is the movie within the movie within the movie. I love it. I love that. Yep. In two cuts of the dead, the interactions between the three main characters are unnecessarily awkward. They're supposed to be because of what's going on in the outside world. But when you go back and watch, there's absolutely no reason for them to be. So that whole conversation about like where they're trying to initially exposit the plot of the, of two cuts of the dead. Right. uh, They keep like pausing and looking at stuff, but in the outer world, in one cut of the dead, nothing's actually happening in the background. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I get it. They're trying to play up this shtick of like, awkward and i mean to their to their credit like they they did swap out the third actress whatever the guy's wife is i don't whatever it was 20 minutes before they started filming the live set but i don't know outside of that there's really no explanation until you get to the point where they're like there's there is actually a sign that comes in that says hey something's going wrong vamp for a minute and that's when they start talking about hobbies but everything (laughs) prior to hobbies is like their actual attempt at organic interaction for the purpose of the movie and it doesn't make any sense yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, that's that's part of the point where the execution does suffer a little bit. I'll buy that. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot the movie does wrong, Mark. I got to tell you what. That's fine. I got one other thing. I only had Please. two. So the wife that we just mentioned who swoops in to save the day at kind of the 11th hour is... You called her the daughter last time. So no, 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 no. The daughter saves the day as the writer slash director. The wife saves the day taking the place of the actress who's in the car accident. I gotcha. Okay. I'm talking about the okay. wife who used to act but doesn't act anymore. And is the she reason- the one doing calisthenics to the yeah, video she's the in one their who tiny yells apartment and does the thing? Okay. Um, so the reason she doesn't act anymore is because she quote loses herself in the roles, <laughs> which, and that is what causes like a substantial amount of the shit that goes like she basically just go she goes crazy on set and attacks people and like goes off script and stuff, and. I mean, I guess that's fine, but is that like, I don't know, is that an okay narrative device to just be like, ah, yeah, we don't let her do that because she goes fucking crazy. I mean, if she's a good enough actress, right? Like fucking, what's his name? Pre-Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker, mailed his co-stars dead rats and shit, and I'm not okay with that either. But apparently <laughs> he's still a good actor, so yeah, the but world's that was fine him getting with it. Into the role, that was him getting into the role for months. This is her I- dropping into the role- with 10 minutes Mark, to go, and she's like, you know what? I'm going to fucking go. If you're a method actor, you're a method actor. There's no amount of time it takes to be a method actor. You There's just, just do it. just a switch that turns on, and you all just, of a sudden you just crazy. embody it. Yeah. I hate method acting so fucking much. Daniel Day-Lewis can shut up. I get it. You, oh, cool. You were Lincoln for how long? Ah. God. Movie a, wasn't even that good. It's a weird. T- well, I agree with that. That's a weird take, though. Method acting is fine. No, it's not fine. Good rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> 
I look, I think there are so many good actors who do the exact opposite of method acting, like Tom Hanks specifically, you or Tom Cruise, a lot of the Toms. They're just like, no, I'm an actor. I'm going to be this guy in real life, and then I'm going to go do my job of being an actor. Tom Tom Cruise is not known as a method actor, but he does do some of the tenets of method acting. Like, if he will go and learn to rock climb or fly a plane or a helicopter or some bullshit so that he But can that's do just that so they can film him doing it, but he doesn't, like, embody the mindset of a rock climber. He just gets good at rock climbing and then jumps around on Jack, Oprah's couch Jack, and screams for a you while. You can't get good at rock climbing without embodying the mindset of a rock climber. <laughs> It's like, Mark, I'm a lawyer, right? So in court, I have to be a pedantic asshole, but I don't come home and be a pedantic asshole to... Oh, wait a second. Yeah, there you go. You're just <laughs> method acting in your own life. Oh, no. This is the worst part. It's meta. I'm, I'm just pulling at this movie. There There's you go. Layers. It's one cut of the jack. <laughs> I'm just going to blow the whistle. We're there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what? That's not enough sake to get someone just blackout fucking drunk. And especially not if that person is an alcoholic. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, okay. They're an alcoholic. Right? They, they want me to believe two different things here. Like, that he's such an alcoholic that on, like, the one day of work he has to do that week or whatever it is, he gets obliterated in the daylight. But then it's also off not even a full bottle of sake because he spilled a decent amount. Yeah, from it's that off empty of, bottle. He has like one beer and he is dying of alcohol poisoning. It's essentially a bottle of wine. It's a, he has essentially a bottle of wine. Which like Maybe, look, I'll be if fucking tipsy. Yeah, well, but it, you won't be I mean, A, you're not an alcoholic like this guy is. And no, B I'm a different kind of alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, this is he is a small dude. He probably weighs, I don't know, one thirty. Yeah. So you got the you got the body weight on him substantially, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, still, I mean, you don't. <laughs> he is he is blackout drunk. He is non-functionally drunk. Yeah, he is you pumping those, his stomach drunk. You watch those like A and E intervention shows with alcoholics that are go that are banging out like fifths of vodka yeah, in the morning, yeah, yeah. and they're walking around just fucking fine. Like you don't get worse at ingesting alcohol as you do more of it. It's like when I worked construction, there was a guy who had to have a six. He turned his like the center console of his truck into a cooler because he had to have a six pack, but so he could get home, so he could drink on his way home. I want to say this is like the third time you've mentioned this guy on our podcast. Uh, no, th- I mentioned a couple different guys on that crew that were both very <laughs> problematic. He's not the guy who would crack an egg in a beer at three forty-five in the morning. Okay, but. You know, both were on the, the same other crew. Guy. It was a really good functioning, good crew. We got a lot of good work done, Mark. Nobody napped on top of air conditioning ducts in the HP campus. <laughs> well, good. Uh, I would be concerned ethically if if that happened. Absolutely. Uh, this is not so much a nitpick as a thing, as a musing. We we don't have a musings category, so I'm just gonna throw my musings in here. We do. I, I mean, we have the not. We have the what, what are they called? Not picks? picks. You've done it before, Mark. Where it's neither a neat pick nor a nitpick. Yeah. Or this isn't really a not pick either. It's just it's just nothing. It's amusing. I really maybe it's a not pick. Fine. It's even, it it's a lo- it's lower than a not pick. <laughs> it's somehow less important than a not pick. I would pay for this movie. I would pay to see this movie again if someone were to take just make a supercut of the 30-minute one-cut movie with the third act with the credits with all the footage that they had from the credits so I can see okay. all three things that are happening at once. That's okay. what I'm saying. I, I like would that. 
That would be so fucking interesting. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, let's see. My next nitpick is uh, when you tap cigarettes like that, you're ta- and I talked to real two different real smokers about this, real cigarette smokers, real cool dudes. Uh, you're trying to pack the nicotine, the, the idea, none of it works, but you're trying to pack the nicotine towards the filter, not towards the end. So he's tapping it the exact wrong way. When he taps it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you had a 50-50 chance. Yeah. So, you know. Um, also, I should have brought this up in what the movie does right. I'll bring it up as a neat pick. I fucking love the Ocean's Eleven music for when they're explaining, like in the third act, when they're explaining yes. how all the shots happened. This is just, it's not even a neat pick. It's clearly what the movie does right. The music is so fucking good, and it's so reminiscent of Ocean's Eleven, like when they're explaining the con. I fucking love it. I was going to bring that up, but I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to bring up the soundtrack for the fifth straight week. <laughs> Not every movie we'll watch has a great soundtrack, but yeah, I mean, this one does have a pretty great soundtrack. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. That's a really good one. Um, I caught something this time around. This is a, this is a literal definition of a nitpick. Um, I caught something around the time where she's in the shed so that you have like those legs come in. And you yeah. see the legs, and she's hiding, and the guy is holding a picture that says, like, find the axe. When they pivot around to show her going outside, the um, screen crops from the left. Not substantially, but you lose probably, like, 5 to 10% of the, of, the, of the screen size. Okay. And then it, like, gradually fades back in. And I'm just wondering if they did that creative editing, because it was one, if, if this was one take, I'm wondering if they, like, caught the camera guy or something like They're that. They're rotoscoping they like, out something that was there in the yeah. shot, right? <laughs> Almost for sure. That's a, that's a pretty good nip. That's, like, a continuity error right there. I, yeah, well, not really. I don't, I don't even know what it would be. Uh, I mean, it, it would have been a continuity error if they hadn't edited it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. It was yeah. a good save on their part. Anyways, it made me feel smart for having seen it. I like it. I like it. I Okay, I love the last shot, the making of the human pyramid. <laughs> yeah. But every time I watch it, it gets stupider and stupider. Like, you could hide fast assembling scaffolding behind that thing pretty cheaply and so much easier than building a fucking human pyramid. But they didn't, that... have, the, they didn't have fast assembling scaffolding. They could have. No, they had the no no no. The idea was that they had the crane, and the crane fell off the roof when they got bumped by the by the wife, which is why they have, oh they shoot down at it. And it's like cracked into a bunch of pieces. So they were gonna have like this boom thing that like went up into the air and held right, the right, camera. But I, but I still think there's a better way to go about this. Like have you could they they do so much. They go so far out of their way. There's a corner of that roof you could put just like a very large box in. Well, or, I mean, I'm you sh- know what's you know what's funny is they show what the better option is. In the credits, because in that's the what show. they actually did. Yeah. They yeah. just got a fucking ladder. That place yeah. definitely has a ladder somewhere. Absolutely, and it's so much easier to climb up a ladder than it is to climb up six humans. Yeah, exactly. On that, piggybacking on your uh, human pyramid nitpick, why would you put the drunk and the guy with explosive diarrhea as the base of your pyramid? It's such a bad idea. <laughs> such a bad idea. And then when they keep recutting back to the same person, like, A, it's not even the drunk or the diuretic guy who's they're both stable and fine and then there's just like some other like random tech that's the best boy or whatever is trying to like get up there and just keeps like just flopping off (laughs) (laughs) 
like they look like a soccer player who was like lightly grazed by an uh, by a player from the other team. Just well, also, if I'm either the drunk guy or the diarrhea guy, I can be like, look, man, I clearly can't do this right now. You're going to have to find someone else. I've got a whole other thing going on. I wonder if it's like, you know, in the Chernobyl podcast, how they say, like, the the solution was uniquely Soviet and only Soviets could have accomplished it. Yeah. I wonder if it's like that kind of cultural difference where it's like, you have diarrhea. I'm still going to be trying to be the base, be the base of, of a human pyramid. pyramid. You yeah, got to get the shot. You got to get the shot. If I had that kind of explosive diarrhea to the point that I could shit in front of three other people, that is a level of diarrhea that would preclude me from doing anything else for probably days. Agreed. Like, I've had some bad diarrhea. Definitely something that would require, like, a substantial amount of pressure on my abdominal cavity. I'm saying, I've I've had some bad diarrhea in my days. I've only had to shit in front of another person like twice as an adult. <laughs> only like twice in the last three months has this happened yeah. to me. Yeah, it's very <laughs> rare, Mark. It's just like every Thursday. Speaking of the expulsion of various bodily fluids, uh, I, I like that. <laughs> I like, there's this, uh, this is a neat pick. There's this like scene right after the, I, I, I don't know if he's the actual AD or if he's playing the AD in Two Cuts of the Dead. Um, but when the kid that goes outside who gets his arm bit off or whatever um, and gets vomited on, in in the third act of the movie, he's like, wait, was that real vomit? Can I get a towel? And they're like, no. <laughs> just shove him <laughs> off to the side. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. No, you can't wipe it off. It's canon now. <laughs> that's pretty good shit. I'm out of nitpicks, my friend. Uh, my only other one was I was confused as to why the director's first instinct when he's trying to, like, get control of the situation up on the roof was to put his own wife into a triangle choke. That's a good, that's a, that's a very good point. It's like, wow, your things have gotten out of hand. Let me choke my wife almost to death. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I, I, we got, we got things going now. We're good. I, I did have a, a neat pick with the, uh, the, the blood spurting out when like in the final chopping scene, when she's ostensibly killing the director. I, I love that. It's just like a hose that the guy's blowing blood out of. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's an actual like technique for doing. I that think it is. Shit. Yeah, and I think it's really good. I like seeing it. It's really cool. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of the movie magic in this one. That honestly, that's like why the third act is also so charming. And it's not just because you're seeing all the shit that went wrong, but you're seeing like just kind of behind the scenes making of type right. stuff that makes you know it they actually do cool. shit like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're not in this one because it's actors doing the things that. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. I can't get it's into so this. I can't get into the layers so again, Jack. Oh, my God. Should we just go to ratings? Yes, please. Going down a rabbit hole. We over at AZ Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Nick Sabatka would rate college kids. College kids ain't shit! And for 10, think about how you'd rate how well Alyssa Claret understands the structural dynamics of flow. How? Well, we bolster 12 husk nuts to each girdle, Jerry, while flex tandems press a task apparatus of 10 vertically composited patch hamplers. Then pin flam fasten pan traps at both maiden apexes of the gym joints. Stars, the first category to rate these movies. Mark, your story rating, buddy, and I'm curious to see. Yeah, this is kind of a toughie. I gave it a six. Wow, what? I'm assuming you went higher. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a two. (laughs) The story 
this is a story and immersion both are incredibly hard categories because it's not like yes the story is what's interesting about this movie but i don't know if the the concept and execution are really like story based honestly the best part that this the best part of the movie related to story is how absurd they make three cuts of the dead so that when they're talking about <laughs> it it is they you get like these weird horror joke glimpses of like what a stupid zombie movie this was supposed to be but outside wow. of that like it's just a bunch of people scrambling around like it's not like a deep story there i don't uh, know i panicked i'm shocked by your rating i gave it a 9 and i was flirting with a 10 I'm okay with that. I think it's just kind of how you want to define story as a category. Yeah, and look, I said, I mean, this movie is the concept of it, right? And this is an un... You know what? Fuck it. I'm giving it a 10. This is a okay. 10 for story for me. Props. The writing on this is fan-fucking-tastic. That's Why what stop this movie there, Jack? Give it an 11. is. Sure. Fuck it. Okay, I'll give it an cool. 11. I've given a zero. Why not give it an 11? There you go. I'm giving... <laughs> on, on the record, you're giving it an 11. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think that's that's what this movie is. Uh, that, that's where it shines. It's it's the concept of it. It's how it's written. It's, um, yeah, fuck it. It's a 10. It's great. World building and immersion. Second score. Mark, what's your world building and immersion score? Yeah, I got mad respect for your 10. Um, I gave this a five and a half, and this is another one where I fully punted. Um, I, I do think that this movie is engrossing, but... On average, I enjoyed watching it by just like going off of what my reaction was the first time I watched it for the first 60 minutes. It was not good. And yep. I have to include that part. You have as to. Part you of the you rating. must. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so going back through and watching it on the second time, we haven't really talked about what the second and third time through felt like. I did enjoy the first act more on oh, the second time yeah. through because you can actually kind of predict like what's going on and. And you know. you're really interested to see, like, does this actually line up exactly well with the end of it? Like, yeah. Exactly. So you are trying to watch for things, but the point of that is you're not actually watching the movie that they are presenting to you, which <laughs> right. is the only thing you are able to watch if this is your first time through. Yeah. Uh, no, I, so, yeah, first half, hard to watch. The second act is, like, legitimately still boring. It's necessary, but you can completely skip it after you've seen it once. And then the third act is incredible and fun and great. So I don't know. I punted and gave it a five and a half. Mark, I couldn't agree anymore. I gave it a four. Um, For me, it's just, it's, too many different rate. It's like too many experiences at once, right? All of it builds towards that third act. And if I could rate it just on that third act, it'd be so much higher. But the first time you watch it, you have to watch a pretty boring, but I guess kind of cool one shot zombie movie. Then the second or third time you watch it that gets really interesting but then the second time you watch the movie you watch the second act which is really boring the second time through so there's like no there's there's no cohesive viewing experience where you're engrossed from start to finish so it gets a four for me it's like it's like if we're talking about the average speed of a roller coaster like <laughs> right yeah you go fast at the high, at the at the fastest parts but also there's a long fucking you like, spent three minutes going thing. upwards yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those like old school coney island wooden ones where you're just on the chain link thing going up for like four and a half minutes or like at the log flume at the mall of america where it's just like two straight minutes of bad paul bunyan quotes by a bad voice actor well and i mean oh let's be boy real. look at those rides. flapjacks log flume rides have never been fun no one likes them Everybody just America log flume ride. Splash Mountain is great. Splash is legit, and fuck you, I won't have it. We're a pro Mall of America log flume podcast, Mark. 
You just shat on it. You just said it was bad Paul Bunyan voice acting. For two minutes, but that's part of the experience. That's why I love it. But wait, but wait. There is a two and a half second long decline that's pretty fun. Yeah. And you get to (laughs) splash all the idiots. Okay, you've talked me into it. <laughs> it's it's really fun. Congratulations. Then you get to go on the Snoopy swing. Oh, I love the whole thing. That's not part of the log plume ride. No, it's a whole different ride in the Mall of America. I'm talking about the Mall of America circa 1996. I don't know what it's like since then. That's depressing now, I assure you. <laughs> it was, I'm sure it was depressing then. Valid point. Uh, scare factors our next category mark what's your scare factor score one and a half uh, I don't really know why I'm not giving this a one maybe I should just give this a one should I give this a one I'm gonna give this a one I'm going wow. down I'm talking myself down uh, I mean the scariest thing is being saddled with a project that's basically impossible to accomplish yeah yeah <laughs> that's the part of this movie that's the most scary it's a comedy you're, I gave and it, if you were afraid of the zombies, they show you the background of the zombies in the third and fourth segments. I gave it a two for that reason. I like I I agree with you, but but there is there are some anxiety inducing elements of like a oh fuck your actor's drunk. What do you do? Oh my god, I have to do this right now. So I'm not giving it a one. It's a two. It's not absolutely nothing. And there okay. is some gore in the first part, right? The some, arm uh, does, does look get good. Upon, so I mean, and the that. arm does look good. I guess that's true. So if the first time we watched this, I needed to go back into your original mindset when you watched just the first 30 minutes. Was that scary at all? Maybe a three's worth of scary. Jesus Christ. Okay. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Not. I can't do not. that. I can't say. Mark, if you want me to add another layer of like dividing my own brain into layers of when I watched this, I can't. There's too many layers. I'm going to lose my grip past on. Jack and future Jack all the time. I assume you can channel them. I'm going to lose my already tenuous grasp on reality if you ask me to do that. <laughs> okay. So let's uh, let's just, uh, why don't we just move on to effects or judicious lack thereof. Okay. I gave this an eight. Um, we don't really have a straightforward category for how to, how to bring in cinematography. So I'm doing it here. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of like goofy practical effects and stuff like that, but really the charm of this movie is I'm lumping this into effects, but it's basically like everything happening behind the camera. It's all of the choreography. It's all of the timing and the music. Music is also something that factors in here, although that's not really what I'm talking about. I didn't have a category to throw the essence, the the concept, the it's not even the concept because that's an entirely separate thing, but just the pure execution of the concept, I think should go into effects. Yeah. In some way, only because I don't have an X factor category other than overall. <laughs> Look, I gave it an eight as well. Uh, okay. I agree with you. I also think the practical effects aren't that goofy. They're really good a lot of the time. Like they look goofy because they goofy. show you a different angle of them. But like that arm looks good the first time you see it. it looks kind of scary. The blood, like all spurts. the heads that kind of just like get chest passed into the frame. <laughs> yeah, they look pretty good. It looks okay. goofy when you know how it was actually done, but they don't look bad. That is kind of the funny thing is like in in two cuts of the dead, you're like. <laughs> that looked okay. And then in, in one cut of the dead, you're like, oh, that was way dumber than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's exactly like a Penn and Teller show, right? The the enjoyment comes from in how stupid and overly complicated the explanation for this trick actually is, which is like most stage magic, right? Relies upon the idea of like the actual explanation for how they did it is so 
complicated and boring that you don't think about it when you're watching the show. I really want to see a Penn and Teller show live. Oh, it's so fucking good, man. Yeah, I bet. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Let's move on to overall, shall we? Sure. All right. We're going to have a short little episode here, Mark. Short little ep on our hands. Well, you know, you and I are usually the ones who talk the least in our, in our, <laughs> yeah, that's, in our podcast. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. It, it is one of these episodes where we're kind of just gushing about a thing, though, so. Yeah, we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of nits to pick or things to to. Plus, whatever. we suckered everyone. We got those downloads and told them to not listen until they'd seen the movie. So we suckered them all. They've already That's downloaded it. Jokes and then on later, them. Later, I actively told them to stop listening because there were too many layers. So exactly. So uh, jokes listener, on them. No matter what, if you are still listening, you've disregarded our orders. And do fuck not you. do not sample this podcast in another medium that you are producing yourself. Because that is a, an additional layer that I am incapable of understanding. That's how wormholes are made. We're gonna That's a wormhole. A, we're going to end up in a girl talk song. <laughs> that's a recipe for a wormhole. Uh, yeah, that's how the world ends. Not with a bang, but with a podcast. <laughs> Mark, what's your overall rating? I'm really happy with the way that one turned out. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> um, my overall is a seven and a half, which... Is a substantial tilt up from what my original, like my starting scores were, but I think it's very clear by this point that this is an X Factor movie. We don't have a category for concept. We don't really have a category for execution. This movie is a very well told joke. It's like being on an episode of Punked, and then Ashton Kutcher pops out and you hug him for some reason, and you're happy that you were on Punked, even though you got pranked. Yeah, except for you were never on Punked because that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> point. I don't know. Some of those were okay. Yeah. Wasn't there one where like Wilmer Valderrama got like arrested by the FBI or something? They're, they're all like, okay. None of them are okay from everyone's perspective. Some of them are kind of funny because a person genuinely thought their life was over. <laughs> should, we should, uh, can we do just like a season one punked review for A to Z horror one of these weeks? I'm sure you Jake know what, would Mark? It. Jake would be on board. Next time either of us are in either of the other person's city, we should watch the first season of Punk and get real drunk. Okay, sounds good. I'm on board for that. <laughs> Drink every time they say punk. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> twice? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's not like Chopped. They say Chopped so many times on an episode of Chopped, especially when you watch on Netflix and there's no commercials. Oh, my God. Hey, Jack. S- yeah, buddy. <laughs> what is your overall? Oh, I gave it an eight. I fucking love this movie. I think it's brilliant. I think it's probably a tilt up, but I think this movie is so smart. There there is there is no other movie like this movie. And and it's not like it's not like it's just a really cool idea. They also executed so well that like it is it's a joke that you you nailed it, Mark. It's a joke they're playing on you, but you're so happy to be a part of it. I fucking love it Once so much. Once you know that it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, but only not like, have to be a part of it when it's happening in the first place. But it's like <laughs> 33 minutes in the first place, so like, eh. It's true. I was tired and in a bad mood the first time I watched this, and then the credits rolled, and I was like, there was a part of me that was like super happy because the experience was over, and then there was a part of me that was like, but what, though? <laughs> What's going on? Why are there credits? You made me watch like three minutes. hours of a Gasper No Flick, and there was no fun at the end of that. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know. <laughs> anyway, it's, even. A, it's an eight for me. I really, I didn't pick this either. No, that's what I'm saying. I oh, you fun one both. and a boring I see. one. Now we're I see. Okay, good. Um, uh, you know what? That's fair enough. Cool. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Maybe.
Yeah. Nope. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, oh. Except this is an anticlimactic segment because it's a thumbs up from me. It's also a thumbs up from me. It's a thumbs up from Jake as well, I assume. But also the segment's meaningless because if you're already here, then either you Didn't denied our orders our yeah, or, <laughs> or you've already, you've seen, already it. seen it. Yeah. So if you have seen it, uh, let's do this, though. Thumbs up or thumbs down for a rewatch? Definitely thumbs up, but you could skip that whole second segment. Agreed. Agreed completely. Thumbs up. It's it is interesting to go back and watch the first part. That first segment is genuinely enjoyable on repeat viewings in a way that it definitely wasn't the first time around. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it is more interesting than it is the first time you watch it. You okay. Can try and like pick out shit happening in the background or like try and follow the actor's gaze as it goes to different places. I really liked it. I was yeah. intrigued. Yeah, and you can hear all the background noise of like the woman screaming "palm" as she gets repeatedly attacked by the director <laughs> and the other people on the set. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, Mark, do you want to get us the fuck out of here? You want to fill the Jake role? And with that, this has been episode one hundred and seventy of the A to Z Horror Cast. Hello, of the A to Z HPCP FPP. <laughs> uh, Nobody knows. I mean, like one percent of the people who listen to this know what the fuck you're talking about. That's true. Take it again. No, I'm, just, just, I'm, I mean, I'm going to scarecrow it. I'm going to take it again. But this. We're cutting all of this. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> this has been episode 170 of the A to Z Horror Cast. Next week and on it, the podcast, we're reviewing Carrie from 1976. Oh, you got that all out of order. But hey, if you like what we do, want to support the show, like I mentioned, like Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, you can go over to patreon.com slash A to Z Horror. That's A-T-O-Z Horror. And uh, support the show at your level of choosing. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do so by following the links in the description below. We have a Twitter, we have a Facebook, and we have an IG. Instagram. We got a yep. Patreon. Uh, is that social media? A patron? Um, and hey, if you like the music that you've been jamming out to for this little outro bit, that's been coming at you from the band Super Bear. That's Super Bear spelled like they're wearing even less clothes than a bear person would be. Um, they're like super bear. Uh, and, uh, hey, you can go check them out also in the description below. And next week, Mark, what are we watching next week? You already watching, said that part. <laughs> we're watching Carrie from 1976. Fuck, it's so hard. Why is it so hard? Jake's so stupid. It should be easy. <laughs> we How can you he Jake? do this? He has it written on his hand. We just don't notice. <laughs> So watch Carrie, hang out with us, and we appreciate you listening to this episode. And until next week, grab some buddies, grab some beers, and have a great week, everybody. Go watch some horror movies. It was a really good, functioning, good crew. We got a lot of good work done, Mark. Nobody napped on top of air conditioning ducts in the HP campus.